Hello, I'm Alex McDougald, and this is INSEAD in Conversation With, a podcast series in which our guests share their stories, thoughts, and insights with us. In this episode, we're back with Professor Samir Hasidja, Dean of Executive Education at INSEAD. And we're going to be talking a bit about lifelong learning, what we mean by that, and why it matters. Professor Hasidja, thank you so much for being with me again. How important do you believe is the notion of upskilling one's one's competencies? The way I look at it is upskilling is a core requirement for every individual. It doesn't matter what stage of their career they are at. And whether it's an individual to genuinely see growth in their career, to genuinely be excited to wake up in the morning and go to work, requires people to have some sort of a career path in mind and not just a job. And if you think about the difference between a career and a job, you'll see that the, the career journey requires us to constantly be current, be relevant, and thinking about the next job we're going to do and not just the job we're doing today. That is one of the key sources of instilling passion in people, which then ultimately results in a very high degree of performance. So from an individual perspective, upskilling is is a key ingredient to ensure passion, which ultimately results in very high performance. From an organization's perspective, I mean, if, if COVID has taught us one thing, it has told us that the world is extremely uncertain, right? The, the whole VUCA uh, has come to life and we've seen this, we've lived this for the last two years. And what organizations have done well? Fine, some were lucky because they happened to be in the space of technology that became relevant during COVID and, and some were unlucky because their business model, for example, airlines, was not very relevant due to COVID. But barring all that aside, what you see is that organizations where the workforce was constantly upskilled, organizations which were where highly talented and motivated people were there, were the ones that were able to handle COVID in a much better and nimble manner than organizations where where people go in on a day a day-by-day basis and do their job and come back and, and they're kind of stagnant, right? So, and we being in the world of education, we're able to see the difference between these organizations, right? And and so, so this is where I believe upskilling becomes almost like a core ingredient for any individual or an organization in terms of finally determining their competence. Is lifelong learning tied into this notion of upskilling? Is it simply an offshoot? It must. And, and the reason for that is because Again, upskilling is not so much about a destination as it is about the journey. And and hence, it's always going to be a lifelong learning concept because it's never about the job you're doing today. It's always going to be about the job that you will do in the future. And that doesn't mean that you're, you're going to be promoted all the time or you're going to be shifting careers. You could be in the very same job, but that job's requirements that go into making that work successful for you, those requirements will change with time. And so you have to keep yourself not only up to date, but perhaps even ahead of the curve if you really want to excel in what you're trying to do. Lifelong learning is about continuous learning. It's about learning things which are always relevant. And it's about making sure that learning is always available. You you combine this thing, that is what in my uh, view is, is real credible upskilling. I mean, you mentioned uh, there about the journey, and I suppose it's also a mindset, isn't it? I mean, it, I suppose it all comes a lot down to a sense of 
being curious. Absolutely. And, and, you know, curiosity, the mindset that goes along with it is the difference between those who disrupt the world versus those who get disrupted, right? And, and of course, it comes with other factors too. You know, you have to be bold and, and you have to be able to, to take some risk and you, you have to be able to, to, to think about what lies ahead a little bit. But all those factors come really well with the mindset that goes into this whole, you know, I, I think Carol Dweck put it, the growth mindset. And I think that's the, the terminology she used, which essentially allows you to consistently think about how to keep growing and, and not being stagnant. And if you're not curious, if you're not uh, looking outside of the tunnel vision that we all develop over a period of time, and trying to break that that blinkered thinking, looking at things which are different than what we have experienced in the past, even if it puts us in an uncomfortable position temporarily, I think it's all very important. And it, it goes into making sure that we don't get trapped by, by hindsight bias. We don't get trapped into this tunnel vision. And we are constantly moving ahead. So I completely agree. Curiosity is a very key ingredient in making sure that the mind is growing. What is the feedback that you've seen about um, the results from this upskilling, this lifelong learning at INSEAD? It's a remarkable experience that we have by talking to these folks because such kind of interventions that they do with us and they do with us in a continuous basis is actually life transforming for them. I'll tell you why. Many of them use the analogy, and, and I find it quite in, insightful when they say this, feel as if they've been running on a treadmill. And the reason they use that analogy is that we've been running we're constantly running and we feel as if we are exactly at the same spot that we were when we started running. You know, we haven't, we've just been running. And, and the problem is, you see, if you think about a senior executive, as they grow through the corporate ladder, there is a big chunk of their career in the middle before they get into the senior, senior C-suite leadership where they are rewarded for execution day in and day out, deliver the results, go in and sell, go and clean the operations, manage this project, meet the deadline, meet the cost structure. And that delivery execution mindset, which by the way, the organizations need, there is nothing wrong with that mindset. But what that mindset does is it very quickly makes us think in a, in a very linear and, and kind of boxed way. And, and we lose that curiosity out. So when you pull them out of that system, and give them an opportunity to come to an education environment, you know, being in a university, being in a business school, speaking with academics who are researchers and thought leaders in their field, who challenge them and say, you know, as a professor, I don't have the kind of experience a particular executive has in their industry. But I have studied maybe 10, 20, 30 other industries, which may have some similar and sometimes different challenges. And I'm going to use all that knowledge and challenge your thinking and ask you to rethink if, if, if the way you do business is indeed the best way to do business, or have you had a chance to step back and rethink what you could do differently? So just a small example to illustrate that people find it absolutely refreshing when they're challenged. They absolutely love it when they themselves realize that what they've been doing perhaps was not the best way to think about how to manage things. And, and they say that, you know, you helped us get off the treadmill. And again, it's not a destination, which means that we can't just go away from, let's say, a training program at INSEAD and get back on the treadmill. We have to make sure that we balance our need to deliver and execute, which our organization needs, but also consistently think out of the box, do some experimentation, try to learn from those experimentations, and then 
bring those learnings back into our execution mode and deliver the results that the organization needs and learn throughout in this process, right? They That is extremely refresh, refreshing for them. And the feedback we get is that most of them tell us that it's life-changing. And, and, and the only regret they have is that they hadn't done this sooner. Uh, and this, they, they wish that they had done it more frequently and much earlier in their careers. I hear a lot about uh, the trickle-down effect within an organization. So an individual, an organization might send a group of individuals to INSEAD, but the f- effect is amplified a lot when they get back to their workplace. And the others benefit from this mindset. And it's not just the execution mindset, but the curiosity mindset. I, I could not agree more with you. I think, you know, one of the things in organization culture that we see is that, I mean, what is culture at the end of the day? It's all the behaviors that we see around us that ultimately shapes and forms the culture of an organization. And if the behaviors that we exhibit and personify involves learning and growth and curiosity and passion and balancing the execution with 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 this ex- experimentation and curiosity that's a great kind of behavior to exhibit hopefully kind of spreading the contagion in the organization and 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 again it, it this is not a switch it's not like oh i went to a program and now i come back and have this behavior and the rest of the organization will follow that it's not a switch but it is a very important ingredient in shaping this culture in an organization, which I think, as you pointed out, is is invaluable for anybody. Given all that's going on in the world and, and all the challenges that arise, have you seen a shift in more people wanting to invest time and effort into this idea of lifelong learning? Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind that there is this shift where people want to invest more in their learning with excitement and not just a check in the box kind of thing where you know you were doing this because there was some mandate from hr that everybody needed to do this kind of training no this is about me investing in my future as a result investing in my team and ultimately in my organization what's the evidence of that we see people for example in our corporate programs we see uh, organizations who partner with us in kind of designing the the learning programs that we deliver to to their employees and their executives. And we work closely with them to truly understand their needs. Where are they going with their future business? Where is their current talent? And what is the aspiration they have in terms of what the talent and capabilities should be? And become their true partners along this journey of taking their current leadership and, and executive talent from where they are to where they want to uh, see themselves in a continuous basis. So so the questions we get asked is, hey, what can our people do? So even if they come on campus and they spend like a week uh, in our amphis, they, they want to ask us things like, what can we do after we leave? How can we make sure that these executives who've had a week or 10 days or 20 days with your faculty are on this journey continuously? Can they come back? And what more can we do when we come back? So. These conversations have increased. Uh, transactional relationships uh, are, are almost disappearing. Nobody wants to do one-off transactional training, check-in-the-box kind of thing. Similarly, individuals are, are carefully looking at what do we offer. They're looking at learning paths. They're like, okay, I can do a program on, 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 on negotiations, and then maybe I want to combine this with a program on, on digital strategies because... You know, I see myself as somebody who's going to be leading digital transformation for my organization. So I need to have negotiation skills because I'm going to be 
talking to multiple stakeholders and I need to understand what does digital strategy and transformation mean. Well, I've done this, but you know what? I need to think a little bit about change management because that's going to be an important part of my my journey as as I envision my career going ahead. So people are looking in in a way where learning is a part of is becoming a part of their professional identity and they they use this learning to to prepare themselves in order to be better equipped to go down that path of a successful career journey which is not just about you know earning the bread at home this is about satisfaction and this is about their identity you mentioned a bit earlier the idea of a partner and learning path how important is it to have a partner alongside with you to help you define where you want to go on your path i think it's super important i mean you could be roger federer and i'm a big tennis fan uh you could be roger federer but you need a coach you and you know he he's in my opinion and everybody has their opinion but in my opinion he's one of the best we've ever seen he has a coach he will always have a coach as long as he plays tennis no matter how proficient you are at your at your trade no matter how you've learned having an intellectual sparring partner is important for you to maintain that mental muscle to maintain that growth to catch your your blind side to and and somebody who can honestly help you navigate uncharted waters because that's what you're trying to do you're trying to gain new knowledge right and and you don't know what lies ahead it's it's unclear whether you can purely rely on intuition and experience from the past because your experience from the past which is great sometimes may not represent how the world is going to be in the future and and yes there's no crystal ball but having support from somebody who 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 studies this uh, professionally and 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 spends time in in rigorously understanding how the world is changing where is the direction going how does the human mind work what are the behaviors that can influence and 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 excite people and and instill passion in them having somebody share that knowledge with you as a way to act as your coach is an in, is an incredible privilege that i think nobody should deny themselves off in that in that regard where do you where do you see insiad uh, going in terms of helping lifelong learning what are the sort of things you hope we can help people in the future what sort of tools and and aids do you want to put at their their disposal we believe it's very important to to provide people as much at their disposal so that they can with us take control of their learning journey right to a large extent learning in the past was a push kind of system right like people people said well this is it you come and this is what we are going to give you but we want to give the control to an individual to the extent possible right and how are we doing that the way we are doing that is creating certificate programs we're saying hey you come in and and there's a certification program and 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 there are some core classes in it but you know we'll give you some electives too so that you can choose what what do you want to specialize in and 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 it's not only electives in terms of the content it's also in the formats you know you you can choose things where you do face to face and then you can say listen let me do something in online that gives you more flexibility and and you do it in a live virtual fashion you say i do it online but i still need to interact so i don't want to do it in a asynchronous fashion but somebody says no i actually like the asynchronous part i've i've done some face to face i've done some live virtual and i want to do some asynchronous part because you know i have a long train commute 
and I, I can put on my noise cancelling headphones. I have a very good Wi-Fi on my train commute, and I'm going to do my learning on my commute, and I'm going to make really good use of my my daily commute back and forth from work. Right. So, so, so this allows people to learn what they want, how they want, where they want, and at what speed they want. Giving them this control is very powerful. And and even going beyond that, I mean, here we talked about courses. I mean, we it's not just courses, right? I mean, eventually we want people to learn from our faculty through their through their thought leaderships in 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 terms of small bite-sized content too, right? Like, you know, what could be, you know, you sit in front of a faculty and say, hey, what was the most recent paper you wrote? What was that research about? And what were the keen insights you got out of it? I can tell you there are many people that I meet from our alumni network and executives and we are out at dinner and sometimes they say, hey, uh, Samir, we're very interested in your research. Like, tell us what, what research have you done on this topic and have you done anything? And what were some interesting ideas you got out of it? You know, so I have some work with a PhD student on blockchains and we're looking at blockchains specifically in the diamond industry. Well, people are quite interested and they'd like to know. And, and this is the interesting part. It may have no direct relevance to their business. But they're curious because, as we discussed early in our conversation today, this curiosity is a part of their growth mindset. And so hearing about what blockchains mean in the diamond industry, which is completely irrelevant for somebody who's outside of this business, that curiosity gives a sense of growth and allows that learning mindset to, to take room permanently. And, 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 you know, the, the output of that is, is highly rewarding to an individual, right? So, so we are trying to support in these multifaceted way to allow the learner to, in some sense, co-produce value with us, to become a part of our learning system, take some charge of their learning, and our job is to help them help themselves. Perfect. Thank you, Samir. And thank you to you, our audience, for listening in. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you're interested in lifelong learning and how INSEAD can help you with it, please don't hesitate to visit our website. The link will be in the podcast description. Thank you. Thank you.